when when you're smaller, it's nothing you can do about the things that are being done done to you. There's nothing you can do about your surroundings. You are just pretty much stuck. You're stuck in whatever experience you were born into. Hopefully, you were born into a two-parented home where everything was all glitz and glamour and where when you were born, somebody was there to console you and someone had planned for you and they were excited that you were there. So once they took you home, they had these desires, these plans, this outlook for you to prosper, for you to gain the things that you need. Your basic necessities would be taken care of. They would already have some insight into the type of future options you would be given. There's that, and then there's others. (laughs) Others are the ones who were born into these situations where it was like, for real, mom, you kind of, kind of, not even brought me here. They brought into life and one parent didn't want you or both parents didn't want you and you just, you just exist. You exist. You're there. You're giving whatever you're given. So if your mom does not have a job when you were born and your dad left or you're stuck with just one parent, whether it's not always just the mom on her own, I don't want to slight the fellas out here. But whatever situation you were were given, it was your situation. So if your parents were not on the right page in their own life or they had you too soon, some of us were born and they didn't want us, period. We just somehow seem to have gotten here. Others of us were born and there was already a pre-plan for us to be given up, for us to go to someone else. So we're pretty much just out there. We're pretty much little swimmers learning life, learning how to adapt to our circumstances. Unfortunately for some kids, they don't have any parents starting off. So they are placed into a system where you can only hope that someone comes and gives you a hand up. And with some of our systems, not only do you have to hope that someone will come and give you a hand up, You better hope, if you know what hope is or if you don't know what hope is, that you run into a foster family or an adoptive family that wants you because they want to love you no matter what. My topic for today is, at what point do we save ourselves? When we're young, regardless of what side of the track we came up on, we're vulnerable, we're innocent. We don't necessarily have the capabilities to save ourselves. And like I said, if you were born into a family of decent people, then maybe you would learn the skills that you would need to know on how to save yourself. And even on the other side of the tracks where if you came up in the system or you didn't have the best upbringing and your parents didn't have all the means to provide for you, maybe you learn resilience through the world around you. Maybe you had to figure it out so you would learn how to save yourself. But then there is a group of people who, regardless of either side that they've come from, they grow older and they get themselves stuck in certain circumstances or attached to certain types of people, whether it be toxic relationships, whether it be their negative thought patterns on blaming the world and blaming everything that was on why they cannot proceed forward. 
maybe it's even physical demands. There are a lot of us out here, I'm a little overweight myself, but there are a lot of people who eat themselves sick, who struggle with obesity, not taking care of themselves. They get older and they get to these borderline points of having strokes and heart attacks or just not feeling well, um, having all kind of health complications. And then there's the mental, emotional, and spiritual blocks that we encounter in life depending on what circumstances we are faced with, what people we are involved with, what has been done to us or what we've done to ourselves. One of the things that we have to learn is we have to know when it's time to save ourselves. We have to know when it's time to leave. I saw a, I saw a post on social media one day. It said sometimes we need to know when to leave the relationship, the job, the party. Sometimes people don't know when it's their time for change, when it's their time that they need to focus on dealing with their own stuff because they're so focused on everything that has been done to them, everything that they have inquired, everything that they have been involved with. And one point I want to make about that is that we're not necessarily responsible for all the things that have been done to us. Some of us have had hardships and traumas, whether it's through rape and molestation or house fires or parents not wanting us. We don't have control over those things, but we are still left responsible for saving ourselves, for our own process of recovery. And I'm noticing through a lot of adults and working with them that Sometimes they're still stuck on everything that was and everything that everyone else has done. And I can empathize with that because I do know how painful it is to be broken down, to be beaten down, to be wounded, to be abandoned and to be left behind. But there's another part that, that, to that that people are missing. Just because those things have happened to you does not mean that you get to remain a victim for the rest of your life. People miss that. And when people are in this victimized state, they don't have the capacity to understand that they're responsible for saving themselves. And what they do is I'm a victim, so I'm angry at everyone who have done these things. Nothing ever seems to work out for me. I don't know why everyone else's life seems to be going better than mine. I don't know why I can't find love. Why do I keep attracting the same type of spouse, the same type of mate? What is going on? Why can't I have all these other things? They, they start to look outwardly, not understanding that it is an inside job that must be done regardless of who did what to you. And the, the plus side of this is because we also, people do things to us, but then we also do things to our own self. Like when I speak of obesity, overeating, not taking care of yourself, or always speaking negatively about yourself, that negative self-talk, that negative outlook, where you always looking at other people. Um, we are responsible for dealing with that. And I wanted to highlight that on tonight so that people out there hear the question, at what point do we save ourselves? When we don't acknowledge, number one, that we need saving, we're out here participating and we're out here acting with everybody else. And that's not good. When we are out here acting with everybody else, it's embarrassing. It's, it's us not being honest to ourselves or with others. And it really doesn't benefit us in the long run. So when you, when it comes to you getting to this point where you're ready to change, people shouldn't have to tell you 
the things that you ought to be telling yourself. People shouldn't have to point it out. We should always be constantly evaluating our own self to see what is it that I need to save myself from? Where am I derailing my life at? Is it in this relationship? Is it really your partner that's toxic or is it your inability to understand them and for them to understand you? Or are you in a relationship where you're dealing with someone that you know treats you as poorly as you watch one of your parents be treated or one of your siblings be treated or others around you coming up? You saw what it was like to end up in a toxic relationship or watching someone in your family or in your life be abused. So now that you're in that same exact cycle of experience, at what point do you say to yourself, I need to come out of this? And maybe you have. Some people can acknowledge that they need to save themselves, that they need to come out of a situation, but then they don't exactly know how. And when they don't know how, what happens is we come into these breaking points in life. We reach these breaking points where we don't care if it's somebody else that did something to us or we have done it to ourselves. We lose the capacity to even want to save ourselves or to acknowledge that we need saving. So we start to mask our lives. We start to pretend that we're a little bit better than everybody else. We, we start to pretend that we have it going on. We start to pretend that we don't need anyone else. And if you want to identify these people, watch what people say out of their mouth. Um, I talk to a lot of women. I've been exposing something that I used to do myself, but I've seen a lot of women when it comes to men. Women will say, you know what? I'm good on love. I don't need that. Like, uh, dude's not this, dude's not that, or men are saying the same thing. I'm done with all that, not dealing with this, not dealing with that. That's all they are. People don't understand that when they're saying that, they're keeping themselves in this state of not having what they truly desire deep down on the inside, which is love. It is, in fact, something that is a truth and a fact that we all desire love. We all desire love at one point or another, but depending on what we've gotten stuck with and what we've encountered or opened ourselves up to, people will try to crush that love right out of us. They will try to bring that thing down. And when you experience so much pain on the inside, when you start to feel stuck, you don't want that love again. Uh, and through your mouth, through what you're saying with your words, but your heart and your spirit might still be desiring it. So our mouths are saying one thing, but when we are alone at night and we're crying or we desire a significant other and we don't have that, we're deep down inside wondering why we can't get that. And it's because we're professing something out of our mouth that's a bald faced lie. It's not necessary. So at some point we have to be realistic with ourselves. I had to come to a point in my life where I was one of those women who was out here like, you know what? I'm good on a love thing. I already been through that, I'm not going through it again. So, um, whatever to that, but in my, in my deepness and my private time, when I felt alone or I just wanted to be held or I just wanted to meet someone to have conversation with, I truly desired that. But outwardly I was professing a lie. And I had to come to a place of maturity to save myself from that mentality if I was going to open myself up to receiving that. Everybody out here is not our parents and our past history of traumas and uh, these abusive nature. Everybody's not going on the same path. But when you are in that vibration, when you're in that state where you feeling like, listen, I don't need nobody. I don't want nobody. The universe is like bet. We ain't going to send you nobody or we going to send you these same cycle of people. So why even play ourselves when we can actually save ourselves? We can actually come to the agreement that this is not what I want. This is and understand that 
okay, I understand I don't want this for these painful reasons that have happened. That's a sign that you need to go back and you need to deal with whatever those painful things were that have caused you to feel that way. If everybody understood this and everybody dealt with the things that have been done to them or the things that they allowed to do and solidified those feelings, we could all learn to be a little bit more open so that we could have more natural relationships and, and more positive and healthy relationships. They still can exist and they still do exist, but I'm finding that there are a number of people who get this and then there's a mass amount who don't get this so the number of people who do get it are kind of going through something and they feel stuck because the people that they want to love or they desire to love from are this mass amount of people who feel like they don't need saving I'm good I'm good but at what point do we save ourselves? Because while you're screaming, you're good. You're also out here making babies and having these broken families where now our kids are cycling our behaviors. They're not seeing us come up together. They're not seeing two parent homes. They're not seeing love and affection. So guess what? Everyone's becoming all hypersexual. That's not good. That's not good at all. Also, you know, when it comes to these mental emotional and spiritual blocks sometimes everybody else sees it but we don't see it so not only do we need to acknowledge the fact that we need to save ourselves we also have to figure out who is it that can help us with this saving when we aren't able to save ourselves just yet sometimes saving yourself is by attaching to someone else who can actually help pull you out of your situation. And when we get to these points where we don't want to see our own stuff and we don't want to work on ourselves, we don't want to pull ourselves out, we know quickly who to talk to who's not going to benefit us so that we can stay in our self-pity. And what I mean by this, this looks like, this is what it sounds like. When you know you're in a toxic relationship or you know your thought patterns aren't right or you know you're broken and you're going through something and you go to that one group of people that's always going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going, it's always going to be that group of friends that's just like, yeah, you don't need no man. I don't need no man either. Now everybody's sitting in a circle with no man or they got the kind of men that just not going to treat them well. Or, and it's the same thing for the fellas dealing with the guys that's just going to give you piss poor advice when deep down inside you really desire to be a family man or you desire a woman or you desire a child or you desire certain things that other men who have not been groomed well and not brought up to understand women and also understand men and how to find balance. They're going to tell you whatever it is that's going to keep you in this state of feeling like I'm good and you're not and you're not. And we're all somehow hurting one another when we are in these spaces of I don't need to save myself or I don't know that I need to be saved. And our generations have gone to places where no one really knows how to address one another or what to say because we don't we don't have an open mind. You have to have an open mind when it comes to understanding that, all right, I got some things going on that I need to change. I need to save myself from this situation because if this keeps going on, I'm going to end up alone forever. I'm going to end up stuck on this job forever. I know so many people who hate their jobs. They hate their jobs, but they won't do absolutely 
nothing about it. They won't try to do entrepreneurship. They won't try to go back to school. They won't try to ask. They won't try to research any information. They just stay there miserable, just integrating that negative energy amongst who they work with. So now and every day they miserable at work. Now and every day at work, they making everybody else miserable, but their outlook is always going to be, it's the job. It's the boss. It's the supervisor. It's the people who don't like me. It's the people that I can't stand this person. She don't never help me. They don't never do this. Sometimes those flags are the flags we need in our life for us to understand that there's another direction for us. There's another route for us to take. There's something more for us to take. If we would stop and recognize, okay, I need to save myself out of this situation. When I was working in the hospital as a CNA, wiping butts, I could not stand it. Oh my God. I worked this job and it was so funny because I hated, I hated being there. Like I really hated being there, but all the while I was there, all the nurses would always come to me with their problems or people that I knew in passing. We would always have these conversations and it just got, at that point I was in school for nursing, failing out with a 1.7 GPA because I was wilding back then. I don't know what was going on with me, but I'm glad it was going on at that time. I didn't know I need saving until I got to the point where I was emotionally distressed on my job. And I remember just going into the kitchenette one day and just kind of dropping down. And I'm like, God, I know this is not what you have for me. And it was that negative emotion that I felt that emotional block that I'm speaking of was my actual breaking point. And it was also the point that I started to acknowledge I need to do something about myself. I need to do something about my stuff. I need to figure this out. I need to save myself because at this point of my life, I see that no one is coming, but I also see people around me that are evolving. Pay attention to the signs and pay attention to your breaking point. When you get to these points where you feel like I'm about to throw in the towel, I'm about to let this thing go, I'm about to give up. No, it's called a breaking point for a reason. If you break and you go over, you may not have the opportunity to come back. But when we reach our breaking points, it's just a time for self-reflection. It's just a time to weigh the odds. It's just a time to look at everything that's going on around us. If I didn't start feeling emotionally distressed and depressed on my job, I would have never had that moment where I hit the ground in this kitchenette and I'm bawling my eyes out like, God, I know there's got to be something else out here for me. I know there's got to be more than cleaning and wiping people's butts and being disrespected and making this little bit of money while everybody else is uh, doing and making way more than I'm making. What's wrong with me? What is going on with me that's keeping me in this state? And it was the fact that I didn't know I needed to be saved. I, I needed to save myself because we are always expecting for other people to do stuff for us. I had a big problem with that, especially in church. I always wanted people to tell me this, tell me that I was looking for a word from God from other people's lips. And the whole time, every word I ever needed for my life to bring me to the state that I'm in today was already inside of me, but I couldn't hear it because it was so buried by my circumstances. It was so buried by the mental and emotional and spiritual blocks. And I'll stop there with these blocks for a second. Mental blocks are when you don't have knowledge, you don't have education, no one has explained to you things, you haven't went out there and read on your own. If you are out there listening to me tonight and you don't read, you have a serious problem. You have a serious problem. 
You can't always trust what is coming off the lips of people because they'll tell you anything. But when you go and you search and you seek, we have to be seekers. You have to be a seeker when you want to save yourself. That's when you can get the knowledge you need. That's when you can start to understand and study people and, and get closer to people so that you can get what you need. Once you get knowledge, that's a lot of power there. And the more that you know, the more that you're going to feel differently because you know, you know that there's another way. Some people are born going back to the beginning of my story, depending on what side of the track you came up on. Some people are born without knowledge. They're born connected to people with poverty mindsets. They're born connected to people who everybody worked at McDonald's. Shout out to McDonald's because I used to work there. Didn't mind it. It was a job. So if you're working at McDonald's, shout out to you. I'm just saying, do you want to work there for six months and six years or do you want to work there for the rest of your life? There's a difference. Some of these places should be stepping stones. They don't have to be careers unless that's what you desire. I'm not knocking anybody who does not desire that. Uh, the next block is emotional blocks. Emotional blocks kind of tie in with spiritual blocks, but emotional blocks are when things happen in our life that are major setbacks. I have lost enough jobs and I have seen enough people come and go out of my life where it's like, all right, emotionally, if I don't get a grip on this, if I don't learn how to manage who I am, not who they are, we want to manage who other people are and what other people are doing and what other people are doing to everyone else and what other people are trying to do to us. That's not what I'm talking about. The emotional piece is making sure you know who you're dealing with when you do meet people, you know, the type have a standard in your life that says, listen, when I do save myself or when I am coming out out of situations, the last thing I'm getting ready to do is come back. And it's so easy to leave something and go right back. That's why you have to be able to develop a plan. That's why you have to make sure that when you're saving yourself, you start getting connected to the right people and the right information that so that you can stay safe so that you can at least go through something else versus finding going back, um, through the same things over and over again. Another emotional block is sometimes we, we grow up and we didn't deal with the fact that we came up on the wrong side of the track. We didn't deal with the negative relationships we had with our parents. Uh, the fact that nobody wanted us, the fact that we were told we were hated, the fact that we were talked down to. So we have this inability to grow our self-confidence. That is a block. You have to deal with that research and study what self-confidence is. Look at other people's stories who said that they lacked that and how did they get it? That's how you begin to move those emotional blocks of your past. You move those emotional blocks of your past and any emotional block that you have right now, you start to work on that. Where does this come from? Why am I stuck? Why am I stuck in depression? I was depressed one year. Oh my God. I was in a relationship with this guy. And, um, when we broke up, I remember it just felt like, like literally like my physical heart string had to tear into pieces. And for days I just didn't get off the couch. I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to do anything because I really felt like this guy, I had placed him on such a pedestal in my life that I didn't understand how much control he had over my emotional aspect. And to watch him walk away after we had already said what we were going to do with life and how close we were and how things seemed, I was devastated by that. And that depression sat on me, but it wasn't until I had to think about things like my kids and things like you better go back to work or you're not going to have nowhere to be. I still had to get up. I had to get up. So when I felt like I couldn't, I had to 
pick up the phone and call somebody. And I picked up the phone and called somebody. And at that time, this person came over and they just started like, listen, let's go. You got to get up and shower. They started bringing me that level of motivation that I didn't have. And although I felt depressed, I still got up. I still got up. That's a part of saving ourselves is when we still get up, when we make points, when we get to a breaking point and we refuse to break. And even when we're trying to break, you got to have a ram in a bush. You got to have a person that's connected to you. That's like, listen, you got to fight. You can't go out like this. You got to do something else. And later on, I came out of that depressed situation by doing some things spiritually and getting some help and talking and a lot of prayer and a lot of fasting. But as I got stronger and I started to defeat these emotional blocks in my life, when depression tried to hit me again, I was like, listen, fam, you're going to have to come to work with me. Cause at this point I already understand that emotions are just emotions. I don't need to wallow in them and I don't need to let them overtake me. I'm going to rock for me. I'm going to look out for Kiara. So depression, if you want to come to work with me today, fine, you're going to have to join me, but I'm not going to give you that type of energy. I'm not going to give myself rest in you because you don't belong here and you're only here because there's something going on in my life that I'm not paying attention to or that I've allowed and I need to find out what that is. And then what I did was I started focusing on what is making me feel depressed. In certain moments, we think that it's everything that we've dealt with and sometimes it's the chemicals and the food that we're putting in our body. Sometimes we're depressed because we just straight up lazy. We don't want to do anything and we waited so long in our situation. Now we feel sad. Now we feel bad. And of course, there are other uh, means of depression where if you experience grief and you experience traumatic experiences, that's a different type of depression where you just need to seek out professional advice about how to go about that. Every form of depression isn't something you could just, I would suggest you just take the work. So don't take that uh, where it doesn't need to be. But understanding that sometimes we're emotionally blocked because we've waited so long to deal with things or we never even bothered to address things. Um, one of the last things that I'll say to you guys is in the process of saving yourself, in the process of looking out for yourself, make sure that you keep an open mind and you be ready to bite the bullet. And what I mean by keeping an open mind is that once you figure out the fact that, listen, I am struggling here. I do need to pull myself up out of this. I do need to save myself. Look at the odds of a thing. If I don't save myself, what happened? You mean to tell me this person left you for dead? You mean to tell me these people took everything you had? You mean to tell me they talked down to you and you're going to stay in that and you're going to be okay with that? No, that makes no sense. When you get to that point where that's going on, yes, you need to save yourself and you need to be telling yourself the right things. You need to be telling yourself that you don't go out without a fight, that you're not going to be soft like that, that you're not going to allow certain circumstances to overtake you. You have to fight with that type of energy that you can hear in my voice to motivate yourself to inspire yourself and when you don't have that type of strength you still need to be open-minded about the help that's coming your way sometimes God send us help and we swear that God is not listening to us because we want God to give us what we want and speak to us how we want to be we want to hear it and feel the way that we want to feel we want to feel all the way better when you in the process of saving yourself it feel like hell it's just like drowning in the ocean when you're drowning in the ocean and that level of resistance from the water is going to continue to pull you down the more that you try to fight. But once you find your flow, you begin to float to the surface or you get to a place where you can swim. You can start to uh, uh, swing your feet and do what you need to do with your arms to get on safer ground. It's still possible. Also, when it comes to getting help, seek professional help. 
I, I'm going to drill that anytime that I talk for the simple fact I do it, I believe it, and I know that it works. Us sitting in things and not talking about things and drowning in our life circumstances is not healthy at all. But when someone else can talk to us and someone else can encourage us, sometimes they can pull things out of us that we didn't see. And then we will be able to highlight and understand, oh, that's where I was stuck at. Oh, this is what's going on with me. It wasn't until I really stopped and listened to what someone says that I understood where my aggression was coming from. I thought that I was just being me. This was who I was, but no, other people had to tell me like, listen, when you come off, you come off really strong in these areas. I needed to save myself from that aggression because if I didn't, it was going to affect me on jobs. It was going to affect me in relationships. And sometimes we don't want to acknowledge the things that we're doing that's wrong and we don't want to work on them. We just want to put everything on everybody else and it doesn't work like that. So you got to bite the bullet and you got to understand and respect people who are going to tell you the truth. If you got people in your life right now and they tell you every little thing you want to hear and everything is okay and yeah you got it you better run fast as you can away from these types of people you want people who gonna now let me be mindful you want people who are going to tell you the truth about yourself but watch out for the people who ain't never got nothing good to say too there's a balance with that and you know you should be able to feel and connect when people tell you hey listen Sis, your breath stink. <laughs> if your breath stink, everybody in the room know your breath stink except for you. So when somebody gives you that advice, you don't need to be trying to cuss people out. You need to figure out, do I got alitosis or did I brush enough today or what did I eat? You need to take in this advice. And I'm using that just as a minor example. But take this advice in and consider it. We, we're in such an age where can't nobody tell nobody nothing. And that's why we're not getting where we could be as a people collectively because we don't know how to take things from people. But whether they're, they mean well or not, keep an open mind to what they're saying because I would prefer whether it be a hater or somebody that loves me. If they're going to highlight something about me that I can't see, they're removing a block from my eyes for me to work on that thing and catch them. I don't like taking L's. I don't like taking losses. I don't like people just trumping me. So I always like to make sure that I'm open about my level of self-reflection. Kiara, is it you? Is the energy in the room you and you think the energy is everyone else? Did you say something that wasn't right? Let me call somebody that I know is credible and let me, let me give them the rundown so I can see how they feel about that. And I can see, well, did I do something wrong so that I can hear another point of view before I shoot off at the mouth trying to attack people or make everybody think, believe that I'm right all the time and other people are wrong. It's unnecessary. Biting the bullet, getting that help. It is very difficult. It is very emotionally distressing, but would you rather stay in distress? Would you rather stay stuck? Would you rather keep continuing to go to breaking points? Or would you rather go through something where you're acknowledging like, yo, I have to do something about this. I have to save myself. If I don't save myself in this season, I might just lose my mind. If I don't save myself in this season and ask for help, my kids are going to continue to suffer. If I don't save myself in this season and come out of this emotional distress, and leave this toxic relationship, this person might just kill me in this season. If I don't stop spending money just trying to look good and trying to keep my hair looking nice, but emotionally on the inside, I'm blocked. I hate who I am. I don't like anything about myself. Why would I do that? This is time for me to save myself. We don't have to fret. 
We don't have to be before people like we got it all going on. It's okay to go through things because it is a fact that every each and every one of us are always either going through something or coming out of something on our way to go through something else. This is what life is about. Life is always linear. Life is never linear, excuse me, it's always up and down. And if you look at a heart monitor, it is when them waves are going up and down that we know that a person is alive. It is when that line becomes linear and flat that we know you are now flatlined, that you are not alive, that you are not living. And right now to me, a lot of people look like they are flatlined, like they are not living because they are so busy fronting and they are so busy in everybody else's business and always meddling. They're not looking at their self. They're not looking at what they need to do in their life to save themselves in this season if we don't do nothing else let's save ourselves let's take time and space away from other people I don't even care if it's in a marriage sometimes the marriage can last and sometimes the marriage can be successful if two counter two counterparts just back up and start looking at what do I need to do to save this marriage not pointing at the other person or you need to stop and you need to do this no what is it that I'm doing that is incorrect what is another approach that I can do to change this scenario, to change this situation. Let's save ourselves. Always look at yourself. Always be self-reflective. If you can't do that, uh, I don't want those types of people in my life. Anybody who, who can come around and talk to me about everything and everybody else and I don't know your story, I'm not really trying to hear that. And a plus to being able to do this is when I talk about my own things, I own my stuff. I know what I've worked on and it feels damn good to have worked on them and come out of them and be in a place of stability where I can share information and help other people. Why not deal with your stuff, take a season where you back off, take a season where you find rest and retreat, take a season where you go and get some help, take a season where you go and research and get knowledge that you need to become the woman or the man or that you need to become. Take that time out and save yourself because right now a lot of people are drowning in waters they don't have to be in. Save. At what point do we save ourselves? At what point do we stop going through the same old, same old? At what point do we stop and save ourselves by just listening, listening to someone? Stop spending so much money. What, at what point do we put a lock on those accounts? At what point do we get a dietitian to t take a talk, uh, listen with us? listen with us to sit down and talk to us at what point do we save ourselves I would much rather me see masses of people learning to save themselves because when you save yourself and your balance then you can help save everybody else I love y'all I hope y'all enjoyed this message listen you can contact me at the unspoken soul podcast at gmail.com if you want to reach out um, you can also text me at 1302 514-3301. If you didn't remember anything from today, remember, listen, we're not always responsible for what people do to us. We're not always responsible for all the things that have happened, but we are responsible for our recovery and we are responsible for saving ourselves. So today I just wanted to ask the question, at what point would you do that? At what point would you save yourself? Are you going to wait until it's far too late where it's impossible to recover? Do you wait until it's far too late and because of the drug abuse, you, you didn't get help. Now your family is suffering and your kids are using. Now other people, you're exposed. At what point do we save ourselves? I love y'all. Have a good night.